Hello everybody, I am so glad you're here. I'm Ray Hughes and welcome to The Listening Porch. Hey everybody out there in isolation land. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to belittle the power of what can happen in a life during times of isolation. But I do want to talk to you about something that maybe will help you if you are in isolation. You know, supposedly right now we're all in quarantine, we're all in isolation, we're all in lockdown. We're all, um, and, and again, I don't want to take away from the power of some things that have happened during times of isolation. Some of the greatest Christian literature, some of the greatest Christian lyrics, uh, some, of the, some of the great lyrics, literature, uh, liturgy, all of those have been born out uh, from people who are experiencing times of isolation. You know, you think of uh, John on the Isle of Patmos. You think of uh, Paul isolated in a prison somewhere. Uh, you think of um, as John Bunyan in a prison cell when the when the pen did the silent or did that dance across the silent page that you've heard me talk about, and one of the greatest pieces of Christian literature ever written uh, came from that isolation. I think of isolation though. We think of isolation as being those times where. Uh, you can see nothing but what's going on inside of you, and that can be a very dark place. I'd like for us to ask the Lord to help us to not experience isolation right now, but what about if we were able to experience solitude? Big difference in isolation and solitude. Isolation is something you're in until it gets inside of you. When you're in that time of feeling isolated and alone, it's kind of like that thing of uh, you got to learn how to be alone without being lonely. You've got to learn how to be in what would be considered dark isolation becomes the beauty of the light that can come to you in seasons of solitude. You know, if, uh, if John had stayed in the mindset of, of isolation and, and imprisonment out there, it would have been the book of Revelation would have been a very different piece of literature, would it not? But instead, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and he heard a voice, and he turned to see the voice. So his hearing and his seeing enabled him to look into the Spirit on the, on the Lord's day. Because what would have been maybe the devil's day, isolation, imprisonment, out in the middle of the Aegean Sea, thrown away because he was telling too many of the wondrous stories and the mighty acts of, of, of Jesus. He was speaking those on the street with such um, fluid memory. The reason he could remember and tell all those stories is because he was there. He was there when Jesus uh, walked on the water. He was there when he calmed the storm. He was there when he healed the blind man. He was there. He, and because he had experienced those things, he had, he had already, he had seen what Jesus could do. And when he was telling about it, it caused him to be imprisoned or isolated, taken to the GNC, uh, out to the Aegean Sea to, to die. 
the place of my killing, it's called. That's what Patmos means. But there in the place of where he should have died, uh, the death of isolation, he came fully alive because what, what looked like darkness, suddenly light and sound and wonder and imagination and the awe of God. And he was able to look into a different place. He was no longer isolated on that rock. He was looking into something, a rock that is high, higher than that rock. And, uh, and that, so for all of you that are in the, the caught within the talons of the, the sadness and separation, uh, let this become a time of solitude as best you can. You know, song, let me read a little something I wrote for you. Songs and poems and stories are not supposed to sound written. They're supposed to sound like something that fell out of your heart and mind and made your life make sense. Wouldn't it be kind of wonderful right now if we could get to a place of solitude where a lot of this could suddenly begin to make a little more sense than what it does. It'll never make sense to the mind maybe, but what happens is they, it, it, your creativity is supposed to sound like something that fell out of your heart and mind and made your life make sense. They tell us things that we didn't know that we already knew and help us realize how deeply we know them in times of solitude. And sometimes writers have to sense things deeply enough to believe them. Images, words, melodies, rhythm, and emotional responses all contribute to the perfect storm of tension that exists inside the creative mind or the spiritual sensitivities and sensibilities of one who's a seer or has that, those prophetic sensitivities and sensibilities. Let's reach into that. That's what John did. That's what Paul did. That's what John Bunyan did. See, when you, those tensions that exist between isolation and solitude, these factors create opportunities then for imaginators to spiritually and emotionally experience the images, the words, the melodies, the rhythm, until they reveal transformative truth. That's what happened with John on the Isle of Patmos. I think he looked into those things until he realized that truth transforms. And what was his job? Write. Just write it down. Just journal it. Just capture it. He could have said, you know, the, the Lord said, what you see, write. John could have said, well, hey, I'm not a writer. He didn't, I didn't say you were. Write. I'm not, a, I'm not a poet. I didn't say you were. Just write. I'm not... You know, he could have come up with all these excuses, but the Lord just said, what you see, write. And I don't have a publishing deal. I didn't say you did. It's not about publishing. I just told you to write. I'm going to reveal myself to you in ways. It's not going to just be about end time events and, and, uh, and um, apocalyptic things that are coming in the future and seven-headed thises and seven-headed thats that's supposed to... Bring, no, that's, all, all of that is, all I've asked you to do is write. What you see, write. I'll sort it out on the other end. It's kind of like the old, uh, the old thing I grew up hearing. You know, when God speaks to you, what about, no. 
One of the clearest words I ever got from the Lord one time was when he asked me to do something I knew I couldn't do. And then, uh, and then the Lord said, well, listen, as I was listening to the, he said, don't worry about the mule going blind, just load the wagon. So we don't worry about the publishing and the, the songs and the, all of that. Our job is just right. Don't worry about the mule going blind, just load the wagon. What happens if one day, all of a sudden God heals the blind mule, but the wagon is not loaded? See, you miss God because your focus was the wrong thing. You're not supposed to be focusing right now on isolation. You're supposed to be focusing right now on solitude. Thanks for coming to the Listening Porch. Now you may have to leave, but you don't have to stay gone. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Ray Hughes. There you'll find video versions of this podcast. I also have numerous online courses at selaministries.com. And don't forget to take a look at the beautiful handmade ink pens at redriverturning.com. See you next time on the Listening Porch.